I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I didn't think of anything, so yeah. Yeah, well, I'm Laura Dern. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're all Laura Dern this week. (laughs) We're all Laura Dern. Um, I, yes, I feel like Laura Dern. Hi, I'm Colin Drucker, and I am... Looking to Laura Dern, realizing that Laura Dern is the woman, and the man for that matter, that I want to be in this world. Yeah, I mean, we really went through a whole sort of uh, cycle of emotions pre-Oscars and, you know, even the day of, we'll talk about it in a moment too, we found something that really sort of, you know, just kind of had a shift for us or provided this sort of shift of you like, you know, we still, we said it before, we love Laura. We just want to yeah. see her win for something that... um will really, I don't know, serve as her, like, sort of legacy role. And that's, I don't know if this is it. But anyways, anyway. Mm. um, I actually think this is a great example of what it would feel like if Glenn won for the wife. Ooh. Okay. Well, I never saw the wife either, too, which is crazy. Mm. I know because I talk talk so much smack about Glenn not winning. But, Mm -hmm. um well, I got to say, I mean, I used to, I talked so much smack about The Blind Side. I had never seen it. I was just like, oh, yeah, no, that movie's so dumb. Yeah. And I didn't. I, all I knew was, like, the trailer but and um, what everyone else told me. And then I did my homework. And that, this is not, like, a passive-aggressive statement. Is I – then I saw it on a plane because I had nowhere else to be and nothing else to do. And just to validate – Everything I thought before about The Blind Side without seeing it, I was right and didn't really need to see it. So yeah. – you know, your your take on Glenn and the wife, it's worth seeing just to see if you've already figured it out, you know? Yeah, it's like, I just picture the blind side, like Alyssa Edwards, like, this is garbage, mama, when she points <laughs> to, like, Jay Jolie. Yes! <laughs> One of my favorite gifts, because it it's... It starts on Jade Jolie, and then you think it's going to be about her, and then it moves on to Alyssa swooping in and waving her finger at Coco. This is garbage, mama. Yeah. And it's... Um, Oh, that's one of my favorite. Oh, so is, she you. is talking about Coco. She's not touching. She about- is. Oh. Jade is the BSA of that gif. Oh, that's great. Yeah, assistant to the BSA. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's man. the Jane Alexander of that gif. Oh, love it. Just sitting on a Jane bench. Jane Jolie. <laughs> yes, Jane Jolie. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's great. Oh, uh, uh, anyway. So, um, what do we want to talk about first, Colin? There's, there's, a, there's a couple things on the docket yeah. today. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I think, you know, just to obviously everyone knows the Oscars happened, but uh, does everyone know that we saw the Oscars together because I was in Pittsburgh this weekend? Uh, What a weekend it was. It was so What a weekend. It was 
so much fun. Yeah. Did we see lots of sights? Did we do a significant amount of, of sightseeing? Did I take in the culinary delights from east to west, north and south, river to river, bridge to bridge of Pittsburgh? No. I had pancakes. We had McDonald's. We went to Target twice, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Ooh, put that on a tote bag. <laughs> that old monologue. That was good. That's what I have to say about that. It was because I feel like people are like, oh, so what all did you do? And I was like, you don't get it everything i wanted to do yeah exactly it was such a casual sort of go with the flow weekend the first night we went back to my house we ate pizza we gabbed Mm -hmm. um just caught up and really honestly like we never told our like sort of uh what's the word that i'm looking for here um origination story like how you and i came to really know each other but really we Mm -hmm. just know each other through our podcasts like and we've met in real life probably I don't know, Once? twice or three times? Was it twice? Like there was oh. DragCon and then yes. there was another. Was it just that? No, it had to have been it, more than that. There was DragCon was, and then we came back again and we recorded mm-hmm. the, uh, like the, the, the. The Christmas one. Yes. The, the, yeah. yeah, the Squirrel Mary's Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is, <laughs> which is a delight. Oh, it's, it is a delight. That episode. I, I haven't listened to that in a while. I should go back and listen to that one. That'd be a hoot. Yeah, but it was just nice to kind of really chat and get to know you better, really. Because uh, yeah. really, we just podcast and uh, and then we go about our weeks and we text and stuff. We're not just like, yeah, right. yeah. But um, <laughs> right, yeah. We don't just have an appointment, you know. We're not, yes, not a, you know, yeah, exactly. But um, we did. We only really did one true blue Pittsburgh thing. We went to Pamela's, which is a great breakfast place. You got um, that right. Yes. Known for their pancakes. They have these sort of like crepe pancakes. Um, some people say crepe in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but uh, clip <laughs> if you want to be like super French about it. Um, mm-hmm. But how did you enjoy your Pamela's experience, Colin? Oh, Oh, it was. <laughs> I went down Pamela's uh, and had pancakes Pamela's. in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I taught Colin some Pittsburghese. Yeah, it was so good. Oh my god, yeah. it was because you know it was like the weather. Obviously, it was yeah. February in Pittsburgh, so yeah. and it was snowing and it was cold, and so it was like let's, you know, we had a, a very specific moment of this of like let's not move toward in directions of things we don't want to do, like in Trader Joe's. Um, oh god, like. I totally wanted to see things, but it was like the spirit was just moving us to like, wouldn't it be fun to just go to Target? And it was like, so it was great that we had like one Pittsburgh staple to make sure that that happened. But after that, it was like, whatever. Because again, the easiest flight I've ever taken. It was like up in the air, had a Diet Coke down. Yes, exactly. We did go to the Strip District. Pamela's is in the Strip District. There's another location too somewhere else. But we walked around. We spent the majority of our time in the kitchen store, which is... The best oh. store. Oh, <laughs> best supporting store, the kitchen store. Yeah. Oh, it's so lovely. It's just like gadgets upon gadgets upon things that you never knew existed. It's just like a mm-hmm. fun place to walk down every aisle and just chat and be like, look at oh. that. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. I, yeah, it was so much fun. And we just, uh, yeah, I loved, I guess it was on Sunday where it was like, okay. I mean, I guess I kind of took over, but it was like, here's another clip I need to show you. And here's another thing I want you to see. And it was just doing the list live. The list. Yes. Um, yeah. The stuff that we've been wanting each other to watch. We just kind of had a little YouTube party. And mm-hmm. uh, there's far more things that we could have watched, too. But uh, the Oscars mm. were starting. And we had, you know, we had snacks mm-hmm. to make. We had, we had an agenda. 
<laughs> we had cheese wontons to attempt to make. That's right, exactly. But we went to Target twice, which is a dream. I love Target. Oh my god, I spent two hundred dollars at Target. I know you owe me two hundred dollars. It was so great because um, we really took our time too. I mean, you went ham yeah. on all the clothes, which was awesome. Because I mean, mm-hmm. Goodfellow, best supporting. Goodfellow, yeah. really. Best supporting Goodfella, Goodfellows. Yeah, it was that coat. I'll tell you, I wore that coat Ooh, yesterday. Great coat, yes. Yeah, I felt really good about it. That was uh, so. I, you know, and I met. We met. I met friends. I met. Uh, I Jamie? met friend Jamie. Yeah. I I met um, Frank and Patrick. Um, Patrick and uh, Keon. Yes. Surprise! Like showed up eleventh hour. Keon made it back. Yeah, it was, he came home a so, day early, which is lovely. Yeah, so it was great. It was great to just kind of like you know also you know get some special guests. Exactly, some pit- and some I think Pittsburgh specials. Yes, I think we would be also remiss to not mention uh, your swanky Airbnb, but specifically oh. the stairs, the the spiral staircase of doom and Collins. That case. staircase, yeah. I that spiral staircase of doom. Um, there's, it was, so the 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 place that I was staying in, it was like three floors, and it was it was probably bigger than I needed, but sure. um, it had to you know it was all kind of open, and so to get up to the second and thus third floor floor, there was a fully exposed spiral staircase, yeah. and. I love a spiral staircase in theory. I love a nice, gentle spir- spiral staircase that maybe is like, say you have like a a second floor and it goes up to a little sort of mezzanine loft. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. I can support that. But this was just like climbing a, a, a an electrical tower to go yeah. fix an antenna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really was. <laughs> to fix an antenna. It was. It was big. It was really tall. And I'm not um, afraid of heights really at all. But there was one point where I was around that third floor to the second floor. It's that that one sweet spot. Colin was mm-hmm. on the floor. Um, yes, that was the that was the K2 sheer drop. I my I don't know for other folks who are afraid of heights. I get the experience of my feet are tingling. It's like my feet are tingling. Oh, oh God, my feet are tingling. And it's I don't know what it is, but it's like. I just, it's like my whole body is like my fears. I'm just going to launch right off the edge of the Oh, yeah. The yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. that that's every, my, uh, my stomach like flips. Um, mm-hmm. Like I remember when I went to the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> I just went to the Eiffel Tower. Last year yeah. when we were in Paris, we went to the Eiffel Tower and uh, <laughs> Keon was like, let's go higher. Let's go like another level. And I was like, okay. But I remember I was getting a little woozy. I was like, I'm a little scared right now. I didn't think that I oh. would be. The wind, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that, how, like, exposed are you? How enclosed, I should actually ask. How enclosed are you? I mean, you feel pretty out in the open. There's, like, we took the stairs. We did not take the elevator because it was too long of a ride or too long of Mm -hmm. a line. Um, But, I mean, I feel like there was even a third tier, like, the final, like, peak of everything that was, I I don't know how we could have got there or what was going on. But I kind of put the kibosh on that. I was like, I Mm. don't think I can do this. (laughs) But yeah. it, it is pretty open, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Oh, that does not sound. I don't think you would have like, survived, Colin. Yeah. No, no, that sounds like a uh, a big no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I'm never going to Paris, I guess. But Pittsburgh, I will certainly be back. Yes, the Paris of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The Paris of Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> Two p words. 
Yeah. Um, so that was, yes, that was great. And then, of course, yeah, it all culminated in a little Oscar viewing party at the aforementioned Loft House. Yeah. Um, and uh, what are your thoughts on the on the Oscars? What What's your take? Sure. Um, a loaded question, but I'll just I'll kind of just pick and choose. But I guess just to start out, um, I had a had I had a good time, and I'm going to say it with mm-hmm. that tone of voice. It's not mm-hmm. like I had a great. I mean, I had a great time with the company that was in the room, of course. But yes. um, I I was just talking to my cousin today about the 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 the, the host or lack of host. But they still had Chris Rock and Steve Martin come out and do stuff. So, like, that's almost with the same amount of time that a host would. Was that, like, were they in on the joke? Were they actually, like, unofficially hosting? Did I miss the memo? Or is it mm-hmm. just, like, if you're not going to have a host, just get into the awards. We can have longer. I mean, not that we longer speeches. Am I right, Renee? It's too much. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. But yeah. uh, I just feel like... Yeah, why? I think they did great. I think the two of them together, obviously, they're seasoned comedians, and I I liked their dynamic. I think it was an interesting pairing, um, and I felt safe. If that makes sense, I felt mm. like um, it was good, clean sort of humor. If that uh, if that also adds up, but um, mm-hmm. over- these were no Golden Globes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And overall, it's like as far as the acting categories, it's uh, you know what we expected to happen. I thought Brad Pitt gave a, a lovely speech that was uh, at the end sort of very heartfelt and genuine and it made me like him a lot. I he's mm-hmm. not really one of my favorite actors. It's like that George Clooney and yes, I'm going to say Leonardo DiCaprio even though I think Leo is the strongest of those three men. Um mm-hmm. it's like for the they're just like their celebrity sort of outweighs their acting ability sometimes uh, because they're so A-list and they've been around forever. That's a hot mm-hmm. take. You can argue with mm-hmm. me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think there's a lot of validity in, in that. That there's certain celebrities that once they're kind of like People Magazine, Magazine Sexiest Man of the Year or sure. whatever, it it becomes hard to see them or like see past the persona and the celebrity when they're in a movie. And I think that happens even with like Julia Roberts or even sure. sometimes Tom Hanks, where it's like you have to kind of forget because they're such a figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like RuPaul and AJ and the Queen is a great example of this. Yes, it's very hard to forget that it's not RuPaul. Oh yeah, 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 because it's RuPaul. Yeah, because it's RuPaul playing a drag queen. Yes, named Robert. <laughs> I know. So, I know. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What are your sort of initial hot takes slash thoughts of the show? Well, I think that it was, yeah, I agree that overall it was like a, the show was fine. I mean, yeah, the company was great, so I sure. will certainly say that. The company was great. The The snacks on the table were lovely. Yes. The the Aunt Diane cocktails were delicious. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was pleased as punch across the board on that. But the the show, you know, it's kind of like when it started, like the Janelle Monet thing, it was like, that was a great encapsulation, I think, of my feelings on the Oscars. It was like... I am really happy that there's oh, I love that the opening number is so black and so queer and like it it's like it, I know that it's a little bit on purpose but I'm also like but I'm also still happy to see it cuz it's giving them all yeah. an opportunity and whatnot. Yeah. Um all these people like all these performers like it's it's you know opening up that uh you know that opportunity to everybody. Um it, I I think 
it's like I'm happy to see Midsummer get some kind of recognition. I'm happy to see us get some sort of brief recognition in three people dancing in red jumpsuits. But it's kind of like it's like I'm it's like I'm really happy that Parasite won, but I overall was like, hmm, it seemed like no one was fully prepared to pull this show off. Like I'm happy that this happened, but I wish it happened more smoothly. I think is the overall what I'm trying to say. I, um, I would agree. Yeah. Go for you it. know? But yeah, like I, I just think like that opening number. Like I'm happy that it happened. I'm happy to see all that representation. I'm happy to, both in, in you know, uh in all the spectrums, but um I I feel like, oh, guys, you needed just a little more finesse to pull this off yeah. across the board, you know? And it's like this, like the, the presenting the presenters. There was like mm-hmm. um, Beanie Feldstein, who we love. She introduced, was it Mindy Kaling or someone? It's like they mm. were, in, it's like there were a lot of miscellaneous sort of opportunities. And I'm always happy to see Beanie and like, uh, you know, other people, like the people that were in the aisles. There was the one girl that was like sitting by the band or something like mm-hmm. that. But that sort of went awry. There was something like clumsy that happened there. It was like there was almost like too much um, risk and not enough reward, I guess, too. It's like mm. with risk is too much of a strong word, but they were, they were trying things, which I appreciate. But honestly, like I said before, if like just go straight into the awards Mm-hmm. And don't worry about anything else. Like, it's fine. Like, you're always sort of stressed out about filling or going over time. Like, plan under time yeah. and see what happens. I don't know. I'm sure there's, like, meetings upon meetings upon meetings of, like, how they're going to structure it and what they're... I feel like every Oscars has a sort of theme or a vibe, um, mm. you know, uh, each year or two. And if we were to really dig deeper within all this, too, I think that... Um, there were so many people of color that were presenting. There was, uh, you know, Anthony, mm-hmm. Anthony Ramos from In the Heights. I think he introduced Lin Manuel, who then introduced. Mm-hmm. Or like, it's like it's like this whole thing. But it's almost like a sort of response to the Oscars so white. Like you said before, it's like I, uh, we know that this is happening possibly for a reason. But I'm certainly glad to see everyone that was there. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted it to be more clean with like transitions and stuff too. But also. I just don't like audience stuff. I don't like when they go Same. in the audience. I don't like to be that audience member. Just going back Ugh. to that Jan- Janelle Monae number, that the people in the front row, those poor people. I I have never identified with Leonardo DiCaprio so much. You know, I am not a Rita Wilson. I will not dance along. God bless her for doing it. Yes. Tom Hanks is the king of the patient smile. God bless him for that. But when, when she, you know, scooted on down to Leo and he was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Do I, like, I, have I not done enough? I know. You know? I don't need to see but him he did go, it. bum, 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 yeah. bum, or whatever it was. Right, go four rows back to Kathy Bates. She's game. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was, yeah, I agree. I did not need to see that. I kind of thought like, well. You're definitely not winning the Oscar now. They're back there scribbling your name out, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just stinks. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Too close. Too close. I need my performers to stay on stage. Mm -hmm. Or I Mm -hmm. at least need, like, a barrier in front of me to know that I feel safe. And I didn't feel safe even watching them. I I like the feeling of the stage being just, like, a little bit up. And I like, you know, I like the image from, like, the 90s of, like, Whoopi or Billy Crystal not interacting with the audience, knowing this this is a TV show. Like... Also knowing that, like, when you go out into the audience, when you're dancing in the audience, people don't know where to look. 
They don't know what they're supposed to be taking in. It's like, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to even watch on TV because I'm not really like, it doesn't feel like a spectacle to me. It feels like I'm watching the Poseidon adventure when the ship first turns over. Yeah. Everyone's trying to climb the Christmas tree. I know. You know? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to talk about a few presenters. It's like, can we just have Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig host next year? Like, I just need it to happen. That was so tight and so good. And like, yes, that's that they were setting the bar for like good presenting yes. and putting on a good show at the Oscars. And they're always consistently great, whether they're together or separate. Um, Will mm-hmm. Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus were great. They um, were really funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. She had some great nuances with the earpiece thing. Like, yes. I, committing. Yes. 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 Yeah, they really like sold that bit that should not have worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's, that's a hard one to sell. Um, I can't think of others. I know there were others. Um, I mean, on the opposite side of the spectrum, the sort of James Corden and uh, Rebel, Wilson. Rebel Wilson. I get why it all happened. It's very lovely. But also, um, they could have just been in their regular clothes. You know, they didn't. Yeah. But I, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you. I. Um, it's like that thing of like, I thought it was funny, but then I also thought like it was it's kind of a it's a weird cheap shot from like the inside from like an award show that is like also honoring visual effects i don't know like i'm not trying to defend cats i didn't even see it but it just felt weird i don't know it felt like a, it, it was i you know maybe maybe what it was actually maybe what it was was like it was a little dose of the ricky gervais from the golden globes in this otherwise good clean family fun moment so it was like oh i didn't know we were being mean okay yeah and maybe if there was more of that during the show it would have been like yeah well you know it's fair game you know yeah i think that um the i feel like the only reason they were dressed up is for that bit at the end when they were pawing the microphone like that bit would not have worked in their regular clothes so they're just like Mm -hmm. let's put you in cat costumes i think that'll be great Mm -hmm. because all the rest of the dialogue didn't need the cat costume thing it was is mainly for shock value um Mm -hmm. but good for them for committing um but they could have easily said like you know the the cat punchline at the beginning and then like did without the microphone thing but it was funny it was it, mm-hmm. it works but also i don't know yeah yeah either it was, way it was weird um i hear you it was like it was like oh it was funny but then i was like oh this just i don't yeah it just felt a little i don't know it felt a little off yeah. off brand for the some night. sort of cat pun there's something in the yeah, air there. yeah it just, you know yeah they uh just outside the litter box, not in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, it wasn't quite the freshest step. <laughs> yes, exactly. There it is. Okay, we're getting there. We're warming up there, now. Yeah, okay. we're, yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, so yeah, I um, I think that the musical performances. I mean, the one that everyone is talking about is Eminem. Yes. Uh, I'm not a big Eminem guy. I like Skittles. No, I'm sorry. I'm just getting all the bad <laughs> jokes up now, yes. and then we will proceed forward. Yes. But um, I'm not a big Eminem kind of fan, so it didn't really mean anything to me. And I I identified very much with Martin Scorsese being like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. Yeah, a lot of awkward white people bopping to the music in the audience. Yes. Um, I have some intel on this, Colin. Press the intel button, you know. Wow. The music. Um, 
I was listening to, uh, ooh, I was it Pop Culture Happy Hour or something recently, just yesterday. So what happened was, what happened was, mm. Eminem, of course, won the uh, the Oscar for that very song back in like 2003 or something. I don't know, early the early mm-hmm. aughts. And he could not make the ceremony to perform because he had to uh, babysit his daughter, uh, which is uh, crazy that he couldn't get a sitter or bring her along, but that's beside yeah. the point. Um so as a result of that, since he won, they said, hey, you have an open invitation to come back and perform this song whenever you want. Um, and that's why he came back and did it, hmm. which adds hmm. a little bit of like, oh, huh. But also, oh. cool. You know, I, I, I like the song. I think it's great. Um, I'm not a huge Eminem connoisseur. Um, you know, I'm a Reese, Reese's Pieces guy. Um, sure. Actually, yeah. no, I'm <laughs> a peanut butter M&M's guy. So I will. Oh. Let's, I let's get it that. straight here. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get, let it clear, get it straight. I like a, a pretzel M&M. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. You like the salty, crunchy vibe, right? That's, yes. that's your prerogative. Salty, crunchy, though I recognize. Did we talk about this in Pittsburgh? We did. We did. Yeah. Okay, good. That I recognize that the peanut butter M&M is a better candy experience, but that I see the, I appreciate what the pretzel M&M is doing. What if we made like a bowl of both and just poured two different bags in one bowl? Yes. Why didn't we think of that? Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. That would be really special. They should that sell those so... combo packs. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. I, cause, yes, I love that idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because I don't need it to be like a peanut butter filled pretzel M&M. Yeah. I don't need that, but I do want this sense of variety. Yeah, to Target. We we just cut yes. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but um, I'm I'm trying to think of. Shall we get into um, what else can we talk about? I mean, the acting awards, acting speeches. Sure. Um, who did you like? Uh, I mean, obviously, like I said before, we were not surprised by any of these winners. Mm-hmm. Um, but their speeches. What are your thoughts on all of them? Well, you know, I agree with you on Brad Pitt's. It really kind of made me like him. And there was that feeling of like, oh, yeah, like it's interesting to think of him as, you know, Brad Pitt for so many years. has He's been so many other, you know, sort of celebrity celebrity statuses, you know, in our minds and yeah. in pop culture. And it is really interesting to see that evolve, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just from that sort of um, entertainment history standpoint to watch that character in Hollywood history evolve from like the pretty boy and Thelma and Louise and like, um, you know, the, the meet Joe black days and then Angelina Jolie and, yeah. you know, Jennifer Aniston and all that. And now he's this, um, you know, older gray you can see the age on his face, which is fine. Yeah. Um, he's a dad, you know, like there's, there's a, I think here it, cause I didn't see once upon a time, once upon a time in Hollywood, but hearing the speech, it was like realizing, Oh my God, you've, you're, it, I, I imagine this is something that similar that happened with like Warren Beatty or like, you know, Paul Newman were these actors who were just like these beautiful sex symbols that become these like distinguished gentlemen. Same. Yeah. Like you I'm know? like same. me too. I'm a distinguished, beautiful man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I meant to say like, I agree, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with George Clooney too. It's like, yes, yeah, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it makes them more interesting, I guess, you know, um, obviously Laura Dern, you know, I um, I'm so happy for the Dern. I'm even more happy for Diane Ladd, uh, and that Diane Ladd was there with her, her mother, and and um, I don't know. There was something kind of sweet about that, and oh, yes. I think I think Laura Dern's just a great like 
it, it's this realization, yes, of like, ugh, she is great. She is she is here for the gays. Like she was yes. in Ellen in that episode. Like Laura Dern, the Dern. Yeah. And it, you know, and so I I'm so keen and I think we were planning on doing a like why she wanted episode mm-hmm. about Laura Dern in marriage story, or I guess it'd be her BSA episode. Yeah. Um but which will give us a chance to talk about Florence Pugh. So that'll be nice. Ooh, that'll um, be great. Yes. Yeah. So we'll do that very soon. But even if that's not my favorite performance and not the legacy award that I wanted to win the Oscar for, not that this is our only one she'll ever win. Sure. Um, I, you gotta, you gotta look for the joy where it is. And Laura Dern winning an Oscar in 2020 and having a moment being great in little women yes. and iconic and big little lies. I, uh, you know, I, I think it's just great. I love it. So I, this is not so much about her speech, but just about Laura Dern. But the speech was great, too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. it's like you we kind of like open the curtains and let the sunshine back in with Laura. It's like we were kind of holding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was like it's not hostility towards her because but then like seeing her on the red carpet and just like other things that happened throughout the week. I'm like, yeah, this this bitch is awesome. We love her. Yeah, we love yeah. the Dern. And we will yeah. continue. And I feel like if she does another movie this year or this coming year, she'll get that sort of like post Oscar nomination, like Penelope Cruz and nine. You mm. know what I mean? She'll, oh, she'll continue you're... to be a part of that sort of Oscars conversation. How about I look that up real quick? Let's yeah. just see on IMDb what Laura Dern's got on the docket. I know that she's kind of involved with the Star Wars franchise. Um, yeah, now, she is like I think she died you know. in the second one, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. She got blown okay, up. well, great. I'm mean, not great, but like, okay, <laughs> she's dead. Um, yeah, well, that frees her up to do all these other things. That's right. So, <laughs> all right. So, Ms. Laura Dern, what you got going on, Laura? Come on, IMDb. Let me see. Um, oh, okay. Well, her next project is that she's going to be in Jurassic World 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's Marriage Story and Little Women were 2019. There's nothing planned for 2020. I don't know if she's got any writing or producing plans. Yeah. I don't see anything. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's... It's like, well, I mean, not that she can't. She's been so busy. So, like... She's just been busy, guys. Leave the Dern alone. <laughs> I know. Leave Laura alone. Leave Laura alone. But um, I, she's a producer on some new documentary. But anyway, um, that's that's not surprising. That often happens where actors will win an Oscar and then do something that's not Oscar bait, you know? Yeah. Or not Oscar caliber. Like, I, I think... Um, I always think of Halle Berry. Then she, you know, she won for Monsters Ball, and then she did Catwoman. Yeah, the, everyone needs that sort of Catwoman moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. They need a Rami Razzie, Malik. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Rami Malik's going to be the the villain in the next Bond movie. You know, it's. Uh, I think Lupita Nyong'o was in some movie where she played a stewardess, and Liam Neeson was trying to find his daughter on a plane or something. Of course. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, that's just what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so we talked about the best supporting actors and actresses, best lead and or best lead actor and best lead actress. Who do you want to start with? Well, with with Renee, I just want to thank Tex, Penny, Sue, AC over there, (laughs) all my family over there, Carlton, you know, Jeremy. When did she get so Southern? Was she always so Southern? Not that I'm like a... You yeah, know, savant of Renee Zellweger interviews, you know, but I, I don't think I remember her being so 
in touch with those roots, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, she, and, and so, so many, so many text roots and so many one names of people we don't know that she took her damn time to thank in that accent. I, I agree. I don't, I don't remember her being so Texas, but maybe, you know, she kind of trained that out and then kind of let it grow back in, in the past couple years. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, I I just did feel like the speech was um it was just kind of her listing off like an elementary school class roster, you know, like she was just saying names. <laughs> yeah. And I I just I guess, you know, honestly after the Golden Globes, which I thought was kind of an interesting speech. Yes. Uh sort of thank you for welcoming me back. I I thought, "Oh, this is going to be this is the speech we're waiting for is like Renee winning an Oscar again after 4 years for Judy." Um and it just seemed like it took her a while to get to talking about Judy and then to talking about heroes. And I think she had an idea. And somewhere in the three hours of of being at the Oscars and whether she had a couple of drinks or was just getting sleepy, it seemed like she just couldn't land the plane with that speech. Yeah. Yeah. She got And lost. it was unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, like I, I, I wanted her to. I wanted her to have that moment. And especially because it was Judy related and it. It was just a little bit of like, you know, Judy giving an interview, you know, and being a little loosey goosey, you know? Yeah, it was a little, we were like, all right, here, let's, I wonder what the uh, the time was for that speech. I wonder what the longest speech in Oscar history was because it sure felt like it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far <laughs> yeah. as just like an acting category too. Um, but great. We love Renee. Um, mm-hmm. We hope to see her do some really great things. I know... You weren't specifically the biggest fan of that movie slash performance. I have yet to see it as well. Um, it's one of my holes in the Oscar season. But um, I will definitely watch it and have an open mind and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think there's obviously lots of people who love that performance. And so um, I'm just looking at her IMDb. And she was born in Katy, Texas, which is where my parents live now. Uh-huh. Um, so... Uh, she does not have anything uh, in terms of acting on IMDb planned beyond Judy. Okay. I mean, she has two Oscars. Wrap it up. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's how I'd be. I'm like, I feel good. One for leading, oh. one supporting. That's all I need. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, um, I, I imagine she's at a point in her career, I hope, where, you know, she's she's well off enough where she can pick and choose her projects. She can produce projects that she wants to do. I think that's always... I think that's always exciting, you know, like when someone's like, this is the kind of movie I want to see in the world. This is the kind of story I want to tell. And, you know, I think of like Greta Gerwig, who's like, well, I just, you know, I want to do it my way. And I want the story to be told this way. Or I want little women to sound like this and look like this. And Mm so, um, you know, hopefully Renee Zellweger can do the same thing. Yeah. We hope for the best for her. Um, Yeah. Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I am actually very interested in seeing Joker. Um, I, maybe it was just from like the clips from the montage about of it. You know, I, I and we'll talk about the montages in a second. But yes, where the Oscars say. shined were the montages. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I was kind of, to be honest, I guess I was dreading him winning because I knew that this was going to be an uncomfortable moment. And sure. I don't disagree with anything he's saying. Mm-hmm. I think these kind of like these moments at the Oscars where, you know, uh, an actor is talking about how, you know, we all need to come together and, and stop inseminating cows. Like, I think, yes, 
at a certain point, these kind of speeches happen so much where I'm like, there has to be more that you y'all can be doing than like having a, a, a something that like is going to get a lot of PR, you know, like yeah. there has to be more that you can do. Like I appreciate whoever it was that was saying at the Golden Globes, but how everyone's flying here in their private jets. But like, that's great that you call people out. And maybe that was him again. That was him. Yeah. At the Globes. But I guess it's like, I'm, I'm not going to like applaud that. Sure. I'm not going to applaud that because everyone has Twitter. We can all call people out all day long. And just because you won an Oscar for acting doesn't mean that you calling people out for, you know, injustices in the world makes you um, any more impactful, except mm -hmm. that you have a bigger platform. What's impactful is like what you do with like all of that privilege beyond just telling a room full of privileged people who are already tired and drunk that they need to stop eating beef. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my, that's, that's great. Actually. My, my hesitation with him too is, and I feel like there's a couple more in his sort of realm of like, I know I've been a jerk in the past and I've been rude and I've been an asshole. It's mm -hmm. like, I think of like Christian Bale or like, um, Sean Penn, even it's like all these mm -hmm. men that like these reformed sort of now nice guys. Um, yes. that's like, we're so easy to forgive because they're charming and handsome and talented and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I mean, I obviously don't know those men personally too. And I, I have enjoyed most of their films too, that they've made. I, I do like them as actors. Um, but I think of people like Mark Ruffalo that does like, he's mm -hmm. like all for climate change. And like, that's his platform. And like, mm -hmm. and he's been in and out of like Oscar land before too and stuff like that. But he just kind of does it. He doesn't necessarily, um, yeah, use your celebrity for like exposure and uh, sort of giving a platform for those causes. And his Instagram is like all about that. And he just like goes from like thing to thing to thing. But just do the work. It's like, uh, just what is it? Uh, the, the under the Tuscan sun, just build your house. I'm, I'm messing yeah. it up. Just yeah, work, work on your just house. Just work on your house. Yeah. Just work on your house. Yeah, I I agree. I think that um, th there is something about just going and just doing something about yeah. it. Then you know, I mean, like put you know, all of these people, so many of the people in that room, all have a million dollars that they could put towards a cause yeah. and wouldn't fucking feel it. Yeah, like, exactly. The, that's what I'm, I, and I'm not saying that I need to hear about that, but yeah. that to me is what's impressive yes. is when you say, okay, well, yeah, I got an opportunity to like talk about this at the Oscars, but I also got like millions of dollars for doing this movie yeah. and I don't need millions of dollars, Yeah, you know? And so I could do something with this money. And I just, I think that's a lot more impressive um, in terms of like, I'm using my platform for change and in terms of the whole, like, I've been a jerk and I've been difficult and thank you for forgiving me. It's like, yeah, yeah, I would love to see a woman be able to say the same thing. Yeah, with such ease. And mm -hmm. uh, yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So that's Joaquin. Um, you know, mixed feelings, but ultimately fine. <laughs> yes, yeah, fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, it, and the fact that, like, whatever he said at the Oscars has not made a lick of difference you know, beyond like actually doing something about it, you know, and putting his privilege towards those causes says everything like, okay, yeah, great. If, like Tom Hanks would have won and gave that same speech. I feel like it would be a different tune just because of who he is too. like Joaquin mm -hmm. Phoenix. Like I'm fairly certain, like, I don't know if my mom and dad know who Joaquin Phoenix is, you know? Right. It's like, right. I think, and, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's about celebrity kind of status, I guess at that point too, but yeah. yeah. And when you stand up there, you know, uh, you know, 
presenting yourself in a certain way and you want to appeal to like the, I don't know, the mass of America watching the Oscars. Like, I don't know, like, yeah, you know, be your weird freaked out bad self, but like you're going to freak people out and they're going to hear you saying, well, you know, why are we inseminating, inseminating cows? And they're just going to be like, uh, you know, Martha changed the channel, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's something about presentation as well yeah. that if you want to be effective, know your audience. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, should we talk about Parasite, Colin? Yes. What a pleasant surprise. I um, I'm just uh, swimming in celebratory Ramdan about it. I'm just so happy. <laughs> what the fuck is Ramdan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a obviously what a what a great win. Yeah. What a great you know thing to happen. What a ride. I'm, and of course, it's a movie I've seen and that I like. And yes. I love. Um, I'm so proud of it, and I'm so. It was just like it was such a nice change of pace from like, oh, well, we kind of know everyone is going to win. And while I'm sure 1917 is a, a profound accomplishment, and so were all the others, I think if it had won, it would have been like, well, all right, another war movie full of white men won, you know? Yeah, it's such an Oscar-y movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's just reeks of that. So, And I, I actually do want to see it. I think I will see it eventually. I mm-hmm. will, Just from the... Um, I, and I keep wanting to mention the montages, which we will get to, but like even just seeing a few of the clips and, you know, those sort of montages, uh, it looks like a beautiful, sprawling, like amazing film. So I'm excited to even just to like watch it, if that makes sense, not necessarily or like look at it, um, not right. necessarily consume it. But um, uh, but yeah, I we were because what was what came first was it um best international film is that is that the is that what it's mm-hmm. called now it used to be called like foreign film but is it now international film right or my... maybe it's international film i thought it was foreign language but maybe Ooh. they're now calling it yeah. international film at the oscars okay. yeah and i i feel like that was first or did it win screenplay first i in, they're interchangeable i guess at that point but i think it i think it had won that's a good question i think maybe screenplay came first I've in I my think screen, in my bones. I yeah, I mean, we were, we were indulging in some beverages. You know, we, it's yeah, all a little yeah. blurry. Yeah, <sighs> it's all a little a little foggy. But I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was the one best screenplay first, and then, I think, then it won foreign picture. You know, or, or an international film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think a lot of people thought, okay, well, that's, yeah, it's not going to win best picture, but it got the highest recognition it could get here. You know. Yeah. Um, that was but one then he option. won. Mm-hmm. Then he won best director, yes, right? Yes, which is we were getting more and more excited and thinking that this could be a possibility. Which is, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's like okay, well, it's it's and it won other awards as well. But like to have won best screenplay and best director, it's like, well, then how is it not best picture? Yes. You know, and I mean that has happened in the past, but you know it was. Uh, I didn't. I it was still such a huge surprise because I just didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, it was so. We were all very excited. I think everyone in the mm. room was really <laughs> pro mm-hmm. parasite, um, right? From right. just a uh, just the the sake of originality and like something, and and for all the reasons, it's a historic win for them because uh, it's the first foreign language film to ever win an Oscar, and um, mm-hmm. and from South Korea, and it's it's just so proud to see it. Really, there's no other way. Yeah. To say it. Yeah. And they showed yeah. Sandra O oh clapping in the audience. I mean, oh. it's everything that we want. Yeah. Oh, that moment she when radiant. she when when she lost her shit about that, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. This is the moment. Um, 
and I was just so happy for them. I was so happy for the cast. I was so happy for like all of the joy on stage. And, and I think um, it was like, you know, I don't know. It, it was a, I, I think he had said maybe at the Golden Globes, if you can get over the one inch hurdle of subtitles, like there's a whole world of storytelling out there. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I hear that, you know, like Johnny and I were talking about this and it was like, well, not for nothing, but I watched Broadchurch with subtitles. Oh, same. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, I watched Drag Race UK with subtitles. Yes. Like, there's a lot of things I watch with subtitles, and sometimes it's just like, it just makes life easier. It just, you know, helps me understand the complex dialogue more. Like, or you jokes. Know, if, sometimes jokes, or jokes go by real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think it's any different. Um, and I agree. I mean, like, I feel like if Parasite is like an example of like, oh my God, what if I just was like, ugh, I'm not going to get that movie. I'm not going to appreciate it. I'm going to have to read the dialogue. Like knowing how much I'd miss out on is kind of like the lesson and how wrong that idea, that like thinking is. Yeah. I I saw a tweet this morning that was like, ugh, it was so gross too. It was just like, um, just like tweet after tweet after tweet about people going to see Parasite and not realizing that it was in a different language and that they had to read and that they wanted their money back and this is ridiculous like people just just read it just read it I know it's I know I, I think that it's it's not that hard it's like most people don't read anyway unless they're reading their phones like just try right. just try just try if we don't use these skills we lose these skills you know like that's my concern yeah oh yeah you know and 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 you know it's a shame and i feel like there are some people where it's like well okay then you'll just miss out no big deal you know yeah you're missing Um, these beautiful films um have you seen mm -hmm. snowpiercer did we talk about snowpiercer uh, I've seen, I, I watched some of it, but I didn't see the whole thing okay. and it was like, fuck. I mean, I know the like big reveal at the end. It's yes. pretty dark. It's yeah. real dark, uh, but it's another Bong Joon-ho movie. Chris Evans is in it. Tilda Swinton is mm-hmm. in it. Um, a great cast. Another movie that's sort of, uh, driven by the idea of class and, mm-hmm. um, social status, I guess. Uh, and it's, it's intense and it's on Netflix. So go watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't uh, Octavia Spencer in that as yeah, well? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's everywhere. Uh, Octavia, we she's love everywhere. Her. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. I will definitely. I feel like I think uh, like two hundred South Korean movies after Par- Parasite One, um, they released on YouTube with subtitles. Which is like I don't, I don't remember who it was exactly, but I'm sure you can just search for it. But I thought, well, that's that. Imagine the BSAs of South Korea. Yeah, cinema. We, just waiting for us. Let yeah. us know. South Korean listeners, yeah. uh, who should we, what should we watch first? Let us know. Gosh, yeah. Like if we'll you are familiar with uh, Korean cinema, like, yeah, who are the BSAs of Korean movies yes. and Korean cinema? Ooh, what a great door to open. It's lovely. I know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that was our take on the Oscars. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on, on the evening? I have one more thing to mention. Um, mm-hmm. Diane Keaton. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I could barely see her under all those coats I and that hat. <laughs> I mean, we have to talk about it because it's, it's so bonkers and great. And I watched it again this morning and it was just so oh. great. I You glutton for punishment. Yeah. I don't think I could ever watch that again. Poor it was, Keanu. Yeah. Poor Keanu. And he was trying so hard. He is such a sweetheart. And she was just impossible to like get on the same wavelength with because she's just like this frantic radio signal of a woman it's just 
incredible. Yeah, she's it's like turning the dial of the radio and Keanu's trying to figure out what station she's on and just when you mm-hmm. feel like you're almost there, she she changes the channel. Yeah. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <rather>. Yeah. <laughs> what a pair. And uh she almost dropped the envelope. That was like the best part for me. It was it totally was a nuance. Uh Yeah, and and part of me felt like it was like is this are you pulling a Melissa Leo acting Ooh, like you're yes. flustered but you're not yes. for a bit? That's true. That's very true. Um, it was a little of that. It's just the classic Diane Keaton cringeworthy, but also I really love it a lot, though. I really love the cringe. I'm I'm leaning in. I'm accepting it with open arms. It's great. All right. Yeah. I mean, I I think God bless her for just being authentically Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> authentically Keaton hashtag hashtag Uh, but yeah that's the last thing I wanted to mention real quick Mm -hmm. before uh, we wrap things up yeah Mm -hmm. Um, now of course while this is not a traditional episode we we do we do have a BSA of the week we may in fact have the same BSA of the week unless you've uh, I think I thought of something else actually okay Okay. since you were the one who sort of discovered it and sent it to me I, I, I will actually Open it up to, uh, to you to go first, because I have to look at okay. something real quick as you talk. Sure, sure. So uh, we also got the opportunity. We didn't watch it live, but we watched um, clips from RuPaul on SNL. And RuPaul was great, you know. Um, but I found that the real winner, the real BSA of that episode of SNL and the BSA of my week and potentially of my life is new recent SNL cast member Chloe Fineman on Weekend Update doing her impressions of acting, of women acting, and a great male acting moment um, uh, from Oscar movies this year. It was transcendent. I was... It was was made for us. It really was like a gay man wrote that. Like, you cannot Mm -hmm. tell me that... Or at least, like, contributed to the majority of that. And, like... Mm -hmm. She was really channeling them. <laughs> I mean, oh, she, was she is the queen of really channeling her at yes. the top of her game. Oh, mm-hmm. and and the fact that she mentioned steering wheel acting within the first like forty five seconds, I mm-hmm. was waving my hanky the entire time. It's like she's a BS yeah. listener, really. I know, she I knows. know. She, she, I, I have seen her like on Instagram. She's some of this is definitely like this is her aesthetic. This oh. is what she does. Yeah. Like, and and it's so specific she reminds me in some ways or i bet she does a really great impression of rose Byrne in bridesmaids oh yeah i could see that i could see yeah. that yes like her steering wheel acting to me was rose Byrne steering wheel acting <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's true yeah that sort of ugly cry um mm-hmm. pouty face too it's it was it's, so so good, and then I'm looking at my text because I I, for, I forget the other actresses. She does, I mean, the Timothy Chalamet. Oh God, that was, was a hair. highlight for me. Oh my God, that was so good, and 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 then when I thought I couldn't take any more, then she did the Laura Dern. Yes, the arms and <laughs> the, the babysitter. Yes, <laughs> with, the, with those fingers, it was. It was just so good, and then the and the fact that she recognized that this was indeed uh, Renata Klein in Marriage Story. Um, God, she is so funny. And there is, um, if you if you look her up on YouTube, there's a couple other videos. There's one. It's like um, it's like an audition reel she did for a UCB thing, like Maud. It's like Ooh, this UCB okay, show. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
it's and it's just her doing character work and it's like two minutes of character work highly recommended okay. you're gonna love it it's just so good I mean, I can't wait. I don't think I showed Keon that yet. And I think he'll get all the references because he's seen all those movies too. But she also mm-hmm. does a great Meryl, a great hair yes. toss Meryl, like the the cadence of her voice. It is, she's remarkable. And she's my new so favorite great. person. I just really, really dug that a lot. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have a runner up for mine too. This was maybe going to be my BSA, but I, I, I definitely have a... a I almost said a real one, but there everything's valid here. Um, was a video that Colin and I watched uh, the morning of the Oscars, and was it the, was it like the Spirit Awards, Colin? What was it? Oh, it was the Independent Film Spirit Awards. Okay. And there mm-hmm. was, um, it was introduced by Aubrey Plaza, and she said, mm-hmm. what, you know, very Ab- Aubrey Plaza. Just you know, for anyone who knows her, the sort of dry, morose, but still really funny uh, humor that she has. She said. Basically, introducing this idea that a lot of the movies that we saw this year were pretty gay, and um, there is this this like medley of the as a the Los Angeles Gay Men's Chorus, I believe, mm-hmm. um, just really giving us uh, everything that all the gays need to. And yeah. I'm not even. It's like I would just say go watch it. Really, there's there's a great moment about the name Diane which is great oh I, my god Colin oh. I was I think I was making what was that you were over here for breakfast or something we were on yeah over the you weekend. were upstairs like always getting, upstairs yes and I heard something Colin just pure cackles from downstairs and I was like what is he <laughs> laughing at and then we showed me and then it was it was lovely so look that up um, mm. And then, of course, uh, taking it to church, Alex Newell, who was, uh, I believe, in the revival of Once uh, Upon Once on This Island. Uh, they are great. Um, so check that out. So that's like my runner up. But my real best supporting actress of the week is a small little TV show called Cheer on Netflix. I have been consumed by it pretty much the entire week. Um I love it a lot. I I would say it's maybe not for everyone, but like what I would drive home, it's a documentary style, almost reality show to an extent about um, a group of college cheerleaders um, and their sort of road to this uh, Daytona, like this sort of national cheerleading convention sort of deal. Um, But the stories are great. The the kids are just, there's a lot of heart. Uh, It takes place in Texas. Um, The coach is great monica it's like it's slowly catching on there is actually a really great video that i found last night of a parody of this guy who does it and i i can't wait for him to uh, he he gave a he gave like a trailer but i can't wait for like the full thing to come out and of course mm-hmm. the star of the show the sort of breakout star he's been on ellen he was also interviewing people on the red carpet is of course jerry jerry is like the heart of the show uh, he is the one that you fall in love with. He is the best supporting actress of the show. Um, and it's great because he went, he interviewed people on uh, the red carpet and um, Laura Dern knew exactly who he was. Kathy mm. Bates knew exactly who he was. It's really funny Ugh. to like see because he's like, you know, Brad Pitt comes up. I don't think Brad Pitt knew who he was, but um, mm. A lot of other like celebrities came up. Greta Gerwig was psyched to meet him. It's really cute. So if you don't uh, watch Cheer, watch uh, Jerry on the red carpet. Like it's on like Ellen Tube or whatever. Um, but I really just love the show. Um, I'd, it's a high recommend. Um, so that is my BSA of the week. Yeah. 
Thank you. That's a strong recommendation. Yeah. We talked about that a little uh, bit while I was there. I'm, I didn't even know about Jerry. I don't even know. I mean, just, but Jerry's living the dream that to, to encounter Laura Dern, Kathy Bates and Greta Gerwig and all of them be happy to see him yes. and excited. Yes. Like that is my make a wish wish. <laughs> I know, I, exactly. I submitted that just in case. You oh, know? <laughs> so funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, I think you'd really like it. I think if you mm-hmm. don't, if you don't like the first episode, and you're not feeling it, that's fine. But also, I would maybe suggest at least watching episode two and then make a formal decision. Um, okay. I of course am trying to get everyone that I know to watch it, so it'd be great to discuss it. But um, all right, all right, I no um, I, yeah, no, I will, I will take that on. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, cannot believe it, but despite the fact that there is not a single award being given out today, for some reason uh, we're getting played off. Oh, dare they. <laughs> I don't know why this keeps happening. Yes. Uh, but I guess, you know, before we get dragged off stage, um, off mic, where, um, where can folks get more of us in this world? Of you, of us, of anything? Yeah, uh, well, if they have any thoughts or comments about the Oscars or cheer or... Um anything really or just um that video of um chloe Feynman is that her name chloe mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um you can always email us at uh the bsa pod at gmail.com almost forgot it but that's okay and you can it's also right. tweet us at bsa pod if you have any thoughts or comments and you can also find me on twitter and instagram at nick kachanov and you can find me um we're coming back the squirrel friends are coming back let it be known um, mm. So just keep you, keep an eye on your feeds, uh, oh, your great. podcast feeds, and um, the Squirrel Friends cocktail hour that is. Uh, and that's that for now. Uh, how yeah. about you, Colin? Where can we find you? Uh, well, besides waiting with bated breath for Squirrel Friends cocktail hour in my podcast feed, uh, you can find more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, and you can find me on All Right Mary, talking about drag queens and drag race and season 12 coming up. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. I yeah. mean, another thing we forgot to mention, y'all, Lady Watch is back. Oh, and, and it came moment. out the morning I was leaving Pittsburgh. It was like, they knew. They knew we'd be together to celebrate this momentous occasion. Yeah, and, the late, and we talked about Lady Watch quite frequently over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, of course, said how much we missed them and... What, we hope they're well and what are they up to and then we right. sort of manifested this like return of the, the Lady Watch Awards so cast your yeah. vote if you like mm-hmm. this podcast and you have not yet listened to Lady Watch I mean what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? And if you like the Lady Watch Awards just wait until the West ends. Oh yes we have big plans big plans. Oh yeah big plans <laughs> Alright well uh, I guess that's pretty much it another Another Oscars down, our first one of the BSA pod, uh, sort of renaissance here, and many more. Many more yeah, and more to come. So uh, we'll see you in the magazines. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs>